So welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. We are joined once again by another repeat guest. And I thought it was only fair because last week, Liv invited me to be a repeat guest on her podcast. So I thought, you know what, it's only really polite that I return the favour and get Liv back on here. And one, I'm running dry on, on guests as well. And I, I knew Liv's always up for a chat and she's all right. So yeah, we've got Liv back on. Um, so we're not going to do the whole introduction thing because if you want to go find out more about Liv, um, what she's about, what she does, and uh, I can't remember, what, what did we talk about in the last podcast? Do you remember? I want to say, I think it was about my journey and story. So I think it's literally me talking about me, I'm pretty sure. So therefore, yeah, go listen to that. Yeah, so that's the backstory, the autobiography. Yeah. Um, but just in quick summary, Liv is like myself, an online coach. We have really, really similar philosophies. We do live literally on the other side of the country. I'm right up north, hence the accent, and Liv is down south, hence the other accent. So we never really see each other, but we get on like a house on fire. We've got similar philosophies. So I brought Liv on today to help me out to debunk some myths, because we're all about the myth debunking, aren't we? We're all about the no BS approach. Definitely. I think there's so many myths out there and I probably get messaged about one like once a week. So I'm so up for just now sending clients to this podcast and be like, go listen to this. <laughs> well, there you go. It makes it easier. So we've just got that auto response. Just like yeah. some replies. Just go listen to the podcast. Thank you. I came across an article the other day and I don't really know where I, I think it's one of those things that came up on my Facebook um, and it was. The caption itself I knew would be great because it said the best 14 ways to burn fat fast. I thought brilliant. Um, I can't even think of 14 ways in, off the top of my head to burn body fat fast. And that's including like drugs and steroids and cutting off your arm and what have you. So, well, let's have a, let's have a look at what's said. So the 14th one was actually just being a calorie deficit, which me and Liv are going to probably say multiple times is the only really answer here. But there was 13 different points of how to burn body fat fast. And I thought, let's look at them. Let's talk about them. And let's actually look at what the truth is behind them, if there is any truth. So are you ready, Liv? Are you ready for point number one? I am ready. So point number one was plain simple strength training. Yeah, I mean, strength training is wonderful and it will help you, you know, in, you know, building more muscle will help you burn more calories at rest and that will help um, with fat loss. But it's really quite a slow process. It's not like you do one strength training workout and you burn weight quickly. So I'm not sure I really would say that is the fastest way to burn weight because to see the results, you're going to need consistently to weight train. It's not like a you do one strength train, training session and you get abs. That's sadly not how it works. I agree on that one. Um, there is that myth, isn't there? Like, you know, well, it's truth that, you know, the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn at rest. But mm -hmm. especially for females, because we don't build yeah. a lot of muscle mass. It's so small, yeah. Our buffer is very, very, very small. You know, we're talking a couple of hundred calories over time. Yeah. Um, and I think that is the main issue there is that strength training over time. Yes, you will be able to eat more calories at rest. If you do consistently train, obviously your general daily energy expenditure is going to be higher. So meaning you can eat more to sustain your weight or eat more whilst also being in a deficit. But is strength training alone going to burn body fat fast? No, it's going to make it easier over time. And if you are, for example, just purely on a fat loss journey, I would be more focused on calorie burning activities which dives more into cardio rather than strength you can still you know include weights and resistance within within cardio but if it's saying strength and i don't like the fact it says strength training yeah. strength training is working in that low rep range which doesn't even tap into your cv system anyway so it, it's, it's very low calorie burning activities anyway so it's kind of misleading is that yeah, I mean, I've been training like a powerlifter for a long time and I can tell you now that is not the best way to burn fat. Like doing one or two reps on things is not really the most efficient way. Whereas, for example, I did a spin session yesterday and I probably burned the same amount of calories in half an hour as I would in like two hours of strength training. So yeah, I don't think the word strength, I think weight training is probably a better, better way of phrasing yeah. it. Strength is totally, you know, if we're getting into the science of it, strength doesn't tap into your, it's not a glycolytic way of training, which in, in fancy basically means it doesn't actually tap into your muscle glycogen and your carbohydrate stores so and aerobic system. So it doesn't, you don't need loads of food in order to fuel that and what have you. And it's not going to burn loads of calories. So yeah, no, that one, yes, but over time is what yeah. I would say to that one. It's a, it's a slow burner, that one. It's not quick. No. And strength training is more so for body compositional changes. If you are going to use it 
for changing your body think of it as something that's going to change your body from the perspective of lean muscle mass and shape rather than purely fat loss so cool number two then high protein diets again high protein will keep you fuller for longer which will probably mean you can sustain a lower calorie diet but high protein and low like you could very much eat 3000 calories of protein a day and you won't be losing any fat you'll be gaining weight probably so yeah i definitely don't think that is the case i think it's optimal to be eating enough protein when you're dieting but that alone like like i think that's quite misleading to someone because i'll go right if i just eat protein i'm going to lose weight which is literally not the case at all so no 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 for sure and that is literally good when it comes down to that energy balance calories in versus calories out that is the merit to having a higher intake of protein in your diet in a deficit like Liv said yeah satiety reasons body composition changes as well and mm-hmm. there's a lot of studies to show that overfeeding of protein in it, when your calories are in the right space as well bearing in mind not just eating again like 3,000 calories worth is not going to have detriment to your body composition where as if you had like your entire calories from fats and carbohydrates your body composition would actually be different in the outcome but again you've got to still remain within that parameters of your of your calorie deficit there's no point you eating loads and loads of protein and then being above your calories so it is it's a misleading one you want enough protein body composition satiety but you also want to stay within the realms of your calories so stuff like that really this is the kind of stuff that keep will, will keep coming up on this and it's the stuff that is true but in context and this is what these articles fail to do they don't actually give you the context because when you said it'd be easy to eat three thousand calories worth of protein would it <laughs> would it be easy? Oh, yeah that's well i'm sure some people can do it probably no i could probably eat three thousand calories of protein bars which is a bit worrying but i could probably do that <laughs> yeah challenge accepted is this a youtube challenge for yeah me? i mean my stomach would be broken oh my god the amount of artificial sweetness isn't like oh no <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe not then. Maybe not. Maybe we'll leave that one. But um, what's your favourite? One more on topic of protein bars. We'll talk about protein bars all day. Uh, the grenade uh, salted caramel chocolate one. That is like, I could eat that. I probably do eat one most days. Is that the chocolate chip one? Yeah. That's pretty decent. That is decent. Or the white peanut one as well, also is so good. I don't really eat them anymore. I went through a phase where when I worked at Holland and Barrett, I used to buy them all the time. So whenever they went on offer or what have you, I'd like buy them all um, because I got discount on top of the discount. So mega. And I, used to just... I need to get a side job at Holland and Barrett. That would save me so much oh, money. Oh, mate, you got 25% off. So, eat, so say the bar was already reduced, you get 25% off that. And at Christmas, oh, you got 50% off everything. I'm going to be, you're going to see me on my stories working at Holland and Barrett next. You'll be like, Liz Saxon coaching. She now just funds her protein uh, bar addiction by working at Holland and Barrett. It did get bad. I used to hold them really bad. So I think yeah. I kind of rinsed the protein bars. And I just don't really eat them now. So yeah, you get that. I, you could definitely overdo them. I've, I've done that before. Yeah, but they are good. Okay. So the third one, I think we've covered the protein now. So it's basically, yeah, have a higher protein intake when you are dieting, but is it going to burn body fat by just eating protein? No. Um, thirdly, was more sleep? Again, sleep is a bit like the protein, super important. It's going to help you. Uh, it's going to help regulate your hunger hormones. It's going to make you have more energy. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you just perform better in the gym. So for all of those reasons, it'll probably give you more energy to put more output into your day. Mm-hmm. Sleep alone does not burn fat. I mean, I guess technically speaking, if you slept for 24 hours, you wouldn't be able to eat. So therefore, <laughs> lose weight. But that is not like comatosis is not the way forward, really. That's not going to be optimal. So yeah. Sleep, sadly, as sad as it is, because I love sleep, but it, it is not going to burn fat alone. Yeah, that's quite funny. So you just sleep for a week and then you'll burn <laughs> fat you won't be Yeah, your, your BMR will do all the work. But yeah, I mean, I don't think that's probably that. You probably use quite a lot of muscle doing that and it's probably not. That's not healthy. We're not advocating doing that, guys. We're not advocating no, get putting yourself into a semi-induced coma. Yeah. Yeah, like we've said, it's indirect. The indirect benefits of sleep, um, well, is direct, but in terms of actual body fat, it will help so again hunger hormone regulation insulin sensitivity regulation over time um general energy so again more output more calories burn over the day um when you're tired and you feel like crap you want to reach for crap because you just want instant energy instantaneous energy through sugar and fatty foods um so your food choices will probably be better um so there is a lot of benefit to a good night's sleep um but again it's not going to be the the, the, the driving factor for you know intense fat loss but it will definitely help so definitely improve your sleep if it's if it's rubbish if you're getting anything less than six hours consistently 
so you sleep out. I've honestly, I've got a few clients and they put in their check-in form each week and they're like four hours of sleep. I know. I do not understand. Like, how are you actually alive? I just... Oh, I, I go mental. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like sometimes I'm these people's mums and they're old enough to be yeah. my mum. Please go to bed earlier. Put down your phone. <laughs> Dude, stop scrolling freaking TikTok and go to bed. I've actually messaged clients before when I've seen them like online and stuff late at night and I've been like, put down your phone, go to sleep. <laughs> literally so bad and I'm honestly so big on like pre-bed and morning routines and what have you my clients are like oh god here she goes again yeah I'm like a good morning routine will set you up for the day every 10 minutes yeah yeah okay so okay hon I get the picture you get the picture but you're still not doing it so go put down your phone and go to bed okay the next one this is a bit more of a contra well yeah a bit of a controversial one and I've never actually seen this before um until now and I don't understand the logic behind it and it's add vinegar to your diet and so I read up the little the little caption and the caption was basically that it's going to regulate your appetite it's a bit of a hunger suppressant um, and aids fullness and satiety and there's some links between with blood sugar control I think it said as well I know there is a link with apple cider vinegar and sort of blood sugar and blood sugar neutral neutrality I think um but only in a fasted state um but again I think it's one of those things that has it's that like 1% benefit. If you're doing that, but still not eating in a calorie deficit and eating good whole foods, the benefit, you know, the, the benefits will just be totally pointless. Um, that is my perspective on apple. I know that about apple cider vinegar because we used to get asked about it all the time at Holland and Barrett. So we had to become like apple cider vinegar geeks and know everything about it. Um, but general vinegar, I don't really know much about, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. So I, I'm going to let you have a bit of a chat about this one. The only the only way I can see that honestly making any difference to fat loss is that drinking vinegar will probably make you feel so sick and not want to eat any other food for the rest of the day. Um, I think, like you said, I think maybe the difference is minuscule. But again, I think that's quite misleading to say that it's got anything to do with fast weight loss. Mm. again it's not something I've even heard of so I will do some research later and have a look but because I haven't heard of it I'd be very surprised that there's this magical thing about vinegar if I haven't heard of it if neither of us are online coaches who obviously read about this stuff all the day and we are both you know we're both quite nerdy we like to look into the science of things if neither of us have actually heard of the benefit of vinegar I really would be surprised if there is any like I said probably just gonna make you just not want to eat any other foods I'd imagine Mm. It, I know that so there is a few sort of links to apple cider vinegar and blood yeah. sugar regulation and what have you but the issue that we used to get I remember when working was that people would come and buy it again for weight loss yeah. and I'd, I would because I, I was not a, a bullshit I'm not going to sell someone something just because I worked there I was like well have you got everything else regulated so are you drinking it fasted are you actually trying to manage your blood sugars and you know with your food intake and everything else you're doing from an exercise perspective and no one is so I think things like this they do they can have that one percent benefit if everything else is absolutely nailed but again with conjunction with what the, the article saying that fat loss is like no rapid fat loss no yeah, so just not. leave the vinegar hun it's yeah same like that is just really misleading because there will be someone someone somewhere that goes oh if vinegar gives me weight loss I'm just going to drink as much vinegar as I can oh god yeah people just downing vinegar which is just like I mean that is probably going to make you sick so yeah again we don't advocate that so just put down the vinegar and let's down the vinegar guys pick up the protein bar put that in your basket and put the vinegar back um get that on a t-shirt okay next one again this is kind of a misleading on the way it's worded and it's all about context and understanding and it's just to eat more healthy fats i'm sure you've seen that one in articles and posted about you know for fat loss just eat more healthy fats so i'm gonna let you have a bit of a rant about this one before i get into it (laughs) yep first of all um I think again, it's a bit. It's very similar to the protein one in that it will make you more satiated and it will, you know, help regulate some of your hormones and stuff like that. And it will, it will definitely make your meals, yeah, more satiating and better. But I think fats are one of those things that it's so easy to overeat and so easy to oh, overeat yeah. because there's nine because there's nine calories um, per gram of fat, whereas there's only four to protein and carbs. 
you know, you can have you can have a tiny bit of peanut butter, and yes, that is healthy. Peanut butter has loads of great nutrients. It's fiber. There's protein. There's bits of both. I mean, not a lot, but yeah, it's a bit of everything. But it, I could eat a tub of protein. I could eat a tub. Actually, do you know what? When I did the ten thousand calorie challenge, I ate an entire tub. Of peanut oh my butter. god, you've done that! I did it. Yeah, and I did it with three PTs at my gym. Actually, I was the only one that did it, and I was so proud. Um, I felt I've never felt so rough in my life. But yeah, it was it was. Uh, but yeah, basically for breakfast in the morning, I, I ate half a loaf of bread with a tub of lotus spread biscuit, um, lotus spread, and a tub of uh, peanut butter. That was like 5,000 calories in one go. It was, it, yeah, I was disgusted by myself, but it also impressed. But yeah, anyway, um, it's so easy to overconsume fats. Um, there's a lot of myths about like olive oil and stuff being really healthy fats, coconut oil, stuff like that. Again, there are nutritional benefits to these. I'm not saying they're like bad. They shouldn't be demonized like some kind of fat loss companies do, but you could add a few teaspoons tablespoons of olive oil to your day and suddenly make yourself over your calories and then start gaining weight or losing it but you'd be off the pretense from this article that that's going to be healthy and make you lose weight so yeah i don't think overeating healthy fats is actually optimal at all and if anything it could result in weight gain you just got to be smart about again the amount of protein fats and carbs you are you are eating and stick within that calorie deficit like we like we keep saying oh olive oil oils are the bane of my life when cal- yeah. people are like i can't lose weight do you cook with oil yeah dude save yourself 400 calories a day stop yeah. using oil jesus Even Christ. I, like i can't cook chicken without oil i'm like how are you cooking your chicken it's not like you can you don't need i i can't remember that i don't i can't remember the last time i bought oil it's not because i have an issue with oil like obviously i have it in like restaurant foods and stuff but you can cook anything you need without oil like fry light get some fry light <laughs> I only bought some because I'm trying to include um, more variety and diversity with my fat sources from my own hormonal perspective. Um, I actually bought some olive oil the other day um, simply because I was using coconut oil because of all the benefits. There's a lot of benefits for for a variety of reasons for coconut oil. Um, But I can't use that when I'm on the go because it's you've got to cook with it because it's hard. So I was wanting one that I can drizzle for when I'm on the go. And you know what? I didn't think it, I thought it was a bit gross. I was a bit like, that's actually not that nice. Slimy, isn't it? I'm not that keen. Just get some fry lime on. Save yourself the calories. Honestly. But again, my issue with this is where it's linked. The reason nothing wrong with healthy fats, but I think you need to look at it as they are healthy. They have a lot of health benefits. Um, there's a difference between a health benefit and a fat loss benefit. Now, from a health benefits perspective, there are so many benefits to your healthy fats, um, especially for females, hormones, which is why I don't think a zero fat or a very, very low fat diet is the best thing long term, especially if you've got a lot of body fat to lose. I've literally just wrote up um, a bit of an example meal plan for one of my clients who has got a decent amount of body weight to move. Um, but we've kept healthy fats decent because you do need them for hormone regulation Um body temperature regulation there's so many benefits the list goes on so you do want them included in your diet they can help with satiety like Liv said because they can slow down and aid it will slow down digestion of your carbohydrates and protein so including a little bit when your meal is going to slow it down a bit which again means you're going to be fuller for a little bit longer but generally overall like you said they are so easy to overeat on um the amount you would have in a portion for x amount of calories opposed to salad carbohydrates protein anything along those lines will be so drastically small that it is easy to overeat and if you are in a calorie deficit and you know a decent calorie deficit your calories are at you know 15 1600 anything even you know whatever your calorie deficit is if you think your calories, let's just go with 1500, for example, and you include five sort of servings of healthy fats, which are going to be that big, you know, we're talking like sort of less than a handful size, depending how big your hand is, obviously. That could be like a third of your calories gone and you're yeah. not even really registering your eating it. And one of the biggest things with food and satiety is actually the process of eating and digesting. Um, which is why you say to people, you know, slow down your eating, actually take mouthfuls, because that will send signals to the brain that you're full. And if you're, for example, let's look at avocado, because avocado is my favorite at the moment. Actually, it's not because I cut my finger really bad on that. Trying to avocado yesterday. <laughs> I hear the stones, yeah. Yeah. Half an avocado is like approximately about 100, 150 calories, depending on how big your avocado is. How easy is that to eat? Yeah. Handful and of nuts, yeah. teaspoon of peanut butter, 100, 150 calories you're not registering you're eating it whereas if i said to eat 150 calories of lettuce you're going to get bored before you've even finished Mm. because of the amount of mouthfuls and what have you so yeah 
I'm not, I'm not vibing that one. Eat your healthy fats, get them included in your diet for health reasons, but not, not for fat loss reasons. Don't cut them out, but also don't think you can eat them unlimited, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Just because the healthy doesn't, that's another thing, isn't it? When people say like high protein, this healthy, this no added sugar, all natural ingredients, all these health claims, like, yeah, but it's still freaking high in calories. So I hate stuff like that. Natural paleo bars. Frick off. Your bar's this big and it's 800 calories. Like, it's not... Oh, honestly. It probably tastes like sawdust, so no thanks. <laughs> yeah, forget it. I'd rather just eat chemicals, mate, honestly. Um, <laughs> the next one, again, I think it's one of those context ones and it was just eat more fibre. Similar sort of thing. It will keep you a bit fuller for longer, like protein. Um, it will obviously help digestion. It will... Yeah, it's obviously beneficial and like you'll be eating more natural foods, so fruit and veg. But apart from that, more fiber does not equal more fat loss. So it's not like you, the more, it's not, there's no kind of correlation between the more fiber you eat and the more f- you lose fat. It's just that if you're eating more fiber, you tend to be eating more fruit and veg, which is obviously good. And more, like you said, keep you fuller for longer and it's more mouthfuls and therefore you're supposed to be better. So yeah, no. I've got nothing to add to that one. Agreed, move on. Um, okay, here's more of a controversial one. Reduced refined carbohydrate intake. Yeah, so... I think general, yeah, general population, 95% of people, it doesn't matter massively if your carb sources are coming from refined or unrefined. As long as you're getting enough fruit and veg, you're getting enough healthy fats, you're getting enough protein, you're getting enough fiber. If you want to eat some refined carbohydrates, it's fine. It's all about calories and about those kind of bigger macronutrients. I think if you're like looking at someone from like a stage lean perspective or like someone with certain health issues or someone that's like really, really, some people have really, really, um, what's the word? Like they really, uh, I can't even think of the word. I don't know what you're on, mate, so I don't know. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people are really like sensitive. There we go. Sensitive to carbs and different yeah. carb sources. Some people are, and their, their, their blood sugars will change a lot. In that case, it will make a difference. But I think for 95% of people, how many carbs you're eating a day how many calories a day you're eating matter a lot more than necessarily where those carbs you could eat just skittles and lose weight would it be the best way of doing it no would it be the healthiest way of doing it no but you, you can do it no so but for anyone who's like not a geek like me and living you're not 100 sure refined carb is basically um sort of your higher glycemic index i'm more thinking like just white basically white and beige that's probably the easiest way of thinking it so thinking like white bread white pasta um cereal the good stuff that sort of thing and also the the carbs that they want you to eat from a health perspective are all the the whole grains the whole meals the oats that sort of thing which is, they can be lovely and they are nice and i 100 agree that's generally if you're again it's all about getting your energy balance in first it's looking at things from like a pyramid perspective you know don't try and nail these small because a lot of these are your smaller one percent will make that difference from potentially a fat loss or and or a health perspective but nail your fundamentals first you know nail your energy balance nail hitting your calories nailing understanding what that looks like and then move from it from there and another thing as well is adherence now if you need to lose body weight because for a health perspective let's let's say for example you need to lose a couple of stone in order to just be a, a healthy hate it hate saying it but bmi you know you need to improve body you know things like blood sugar blood pressure all of that jazz and you need to lose that weight now if you can stick to a diet which includes refined carbohydrates because you, you, you're obsessed, you love the bagels, you love it and what have you. You need them in your diet in order to sustain, to, to make, you know, keep up with it. And that will see you the fat loss and then, you know, start to see those markers improve. I would rather someone did that personally and people can feel it disagree than saying, right, we need to optimize everything because we need to, you know, improve insulin sensitivity first and foremost. And you're following this really, really boring basic diet of like chicken, chicken broccoli, maybe a bit of brown rice, which is grim. And you can't stick to it and you keep having binges and what have you, because that's not going to improve anything from like a health perspective. That isn't going to improve improve any blood sugars because you're going to be binging and overeating and then screwing it. You're not going to lose weight. So you're not going to improve any health markers. So in the short run, is it better to actually include the foods that you actually really, really like? Stay with your calorie deficit, improve your health markers through that, and then look to improve things once you've gone into the groove of it a bit more. That is my personal opinion. Yeah. Agree to disagree and what have you. Um, and again, like Liv said, when you are potentially close to like a, a show or you you do need to really improve your blood sugars. For example, I've just spoken to a girl who's 
having issues with her um, blood sugars and we think it's down to a PCOS. And I've suggested to her, like maybe cut down on your refined carbohydrate intake um, and see if it makes a difference to these reactions that you're having. And that's from a health perspective. Mm-hmm. But for most people, like I think if you are wanting to lose fat and you, because I think in the Western diet as well, refined carbohydrates are just such a thing, like in our diets, like yeah, pe- most people will eat some sort of refined carb. So to completely yeah. change that and to completely reinvent the wheel, I think for uh-huh. most people yeah. is unrealistic. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think on that one as well, if anyone has any questions on that one, because that's quite a sciencey one. Um, mm-hmm. if you want to message me, I'll live after the podcast and you've just got questions about that. Uh please do. Yeah. We're always happy to help. We are indeed. Always. We'll just we'll just resend them back and just go, yep, yeah, let's listen to a podcast, mate. Let's listen to the podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> listen to the podcast again. Just um <laughs> no, we genuinely will help. We're not, we're not we promise we won't be one. Yeah, we will help. I was saying it to someone the other day, they were like, Oh, I don't want to annoy you though. And I was like, my job is like this is my job. So therefore, if no one ever messaged me, then I'd have nothing to do. So please message me. Like I'm I will I will never not I will never not reply. <laughs> well, I have to put a little disclaimer in like whenever I DM someone new and just to say, like, you know, thanks for follow up, you know, like nice to meet you i'm gonna put them say i promise i'm not trying to sell you anything like genuinely i just want to help people i genuinely i'm not going to charge you for a bit of advice or what have you yeah. um i'm yeah, not it's mad that people won't you. ask like a simple question and you're like i'm not gonna make you sign up for coaching because you asked like a you know like a really simple question that i'm happy to help with like <laughs> like the other day someone messaged me something and i just said oh um can i offer you some advice on this or do you want me to can i just ask you a few questions no 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 I, I don't want you to be my coach mate i'm not i'm not saying you have to come work with me i'm just trying to give you a bit of advice here because you're saying you're struggling but this is the thing i think between genuine people and not one of my friends is super knowledgeable she's so smart i asked her a couple of questions about my hormonal issues she's asked to see all my blood tests and everything she sent me like a five minute voice note she's made some notes and you know she's done it off her own back and it's like this is we need more people like this in the world man yeah yeah i mean we could call me like a 10 pound a dm for some advice but it's like what, what kind of dick move is that honestly imagine sending them on your paypal link like you now owe me for this advice i'll give you <laughs> <laughs> no we should um i promise we will yeah. free advice free advice all around be good advice <laughs> good karma okay so that's that one covered the next one was oh, okay here we go um drink coffee Okay, coffee will give you more energy to do your workouts to perform better. It will probably give you more focus to go and do your steps. It will sometimes suppress your appetite a little bit if you're drinking black coffee, that is. But coffee is very easy to, you know, people think, people, I've done it before, people are like, oh, I drink two coffees a day. Particularly when I first started coaching, I wouldn't ask what they had in their coffees. And now well, the first thing I do is go, what do you mean by coffee? Because a black coffee's got one, zero, one, cal- two calories. It's like really, isn't um, it? Yeah, I personally, like, I love a Starbucks, um, uh, what they call pumpkin spice latte. That is, like, 300 calories. Just oh, you're so like, basic, Liv. You're so basic. I, I am, I, Lucy, look at me. Look at me. I am basic. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It fits the, like, look and the vibe. But, um, yeah, I love, and I love, like, I love those sort of things. But I could probably easily have one of those every day and all, you know, two a week, oh, two to yeah. three a week. And like, that's hundreds and hundreds. I could put you back into uh, surplus or maintenance. So some people so some people as well put um, sugar in all their coffees, milk in all their coffees, full fat milk in all their coffees. You can be adding hundreds of calories a day without even realizing. Yeah. So yeah, coffee has some benefits for energy and blah, 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 but it has, you know, just, I think it's not a magic fat loss um, solver. No, no, again, yeah. Appetite increase. I think there is a mild link between um caffeine in a fasted state and its impact on certain receptors when it comes to fat loss i read that somewhere again that's super sciencey and it's only really going to apply when again everything's bang on and or you're like super lean but generally like you said it's appetite suppressant um a bit more energy and that is literally it one thing yeah like liv said you got to be careful about what you're actually putting in your coffee um like i'm the same i do like my um like sugar-free whatever caramel gingerbread with almond milk latte cappuccino but I only really have those when I'm in a gaining phase where I've not had one of those in so long miss you miss you um because of the fact that when you're in a deficit that is if it's like 300 calories which they can be you're only eating 1500 calories a day that's a lot gone 
mm, on a meal yeah it's a meal gone, yeah, it's a meal man I'd so rather eat that and I think as well you just I always say to people I'm really really big on caffeine cutoff points because so many of my clients will just be like having caffeine till late and again like we mentioned it's going to disrupt sleep and we have mentioned the benefits of sleep previously um one of my clients, she's an absolute nightmare. She goes to the same gym I do. And literally, I see her on an evening and she'll be there with a can of rain. And I'm just like, mate, Emma, caffeine cut off point. Literally. Oh my God. Oh, so my, the gym I was going to was like a powerlifting gym. Everyone would be scooping like pre workout with 400 milligrams of caffeine at like 6 or 7 p.m. And I'd be there like so stressed for them because I was like, you're just not going to sleep. Or if you are, your sleep quality is going to be so bad. Like, I don't have any caffeine past midday, really. Because um, I completely agree. I think that is really important. And you don't want to become reliant on like when I was in my eating disorder I was so reliant on caffeine like I lived on sugar-free Red Bull I lived on black coffees I lived on so much caffeine because I wasn't eating and that's just as dangerous as well like you don't want to it to become a habit where you don't eat to, and then you just drink caffeine and sugar-free stuff like that's not a great way of living no 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 absolutely not well so yes yeah, so that one basically the answer is yeah. just no basically okay this one this is definitely one to talk about um so it said to do a hit cardio over list cardio um i would say to clients if you enjoy hit cardio and you find it fun and you'd rather do that than an incline walk or some steps or some kind of list cardio um go for it but for most people it's it's quite taxing on the body it can obviously like um you know it can be a lot on your central nervous system it can be a stressor on your body a lot of people find that they're never actually pushing themselves as much as they think they are. And they're just kind of almost doing this cardio. Um, and also um, it's, yeah, it can, you know, if you're already training legs, the last thing you want to do is a hip session. And people, people think they overburn calories on that. They think they burn a lot, a lot, a lot more than they will on this, which is not the case. The thing is, and it often will make you hungrier as well. I often find if I do a hip walk doesn't really change my hunger, hunger levels. So I think there's a few factors there into why it's not as simple as hits better than lists. And anyone that says that is, yeah, not really right. No, I think, yeah, listen, most people don't actually do hit. Hit should be literally carbon yeah. speed or what have you. Uh, yeah. I've seen people be like, I'm doing a hit circuit. And I'm like, no, you're just doing a circuit. Like there's, there's you, you're, you're, you're talking to me. You're, you're not doing hit. <laughs> hit you shouldn't be able to do any more than like, people said, I've done 45 minutes of hit. Yeah, you've not done hit. No, yeah, yeah. Someone told me that the other day. They're like, oh, yeah, I do 45 minutes of hit a day. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not hit. That's just circuit training. You're just doing a little set. Like, you're not doing hit, yeah. yeah. I fully agree that the main point there is enjoyment when it comes to cardio. Um, you know, cardio is there for fat burning. And, yes, there is a little bit of research, you know, for the afterburn effect and what have you of hit. But it's not that drastically more that the benefit of that would outweigh it if you really hated it opposed to steady state and like you said it's less taxing on your central nervous system if you do have the goals as well of like muscle recovery you know building muscle and body composition changes as well you're better off doing list than hit from like a muscle mass maintenance perspective yeah. as well but ultimately again it's down to the enjoyment yes you want to be doing enough that elicits the response that your body needs but how you do that is up to you if you enjoy just doing the, the getting get out savage kind of hit stuff awesome do it if you would rather take it a little steadier and do like half an hour of sort of medium intensity or step that we didn't actually discuss that if you didn't understand hit is high intensity list is low intensity steady state so just continuous keeping your heart rate the same high intensity is like going crazy and then slowing down and going crazy and then slowing down see i last year when i was doing my photo shoot prep i had both towards the back end i had lists and hit and i literally remember dreading the hit like dreading it the deficit it's really hard to do like i will happily do some stairmaster or something when I'm in a deficit well not happily but I'll do it but like I think the thought of doing hit when I'm low on calories I just don't want to <laughs> so. it's literally hell yeah I can describe it and if you feel like that about it then don't do it so yeah. for that one I think if you're actually going to like look at it as like a scientific paper or what have you in terms of it, in terms of which is the most optimal, you may have some arguments for hit, but personally, it comes down again to like the, what we were saying about the refined carbs. Yeah. Enjoyment is your key to adherence. Adherence is the key to results. Mm. So do what you enjoy. 100%. Or at least hate because 
Take the least. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, woo, cardio. Most people, one of my clients is, she loves it. She keeps on, I just love that. I want to do more. I was like, mate, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I've had a few clients like that. And I'm like, are you okay? Do you need a hug? <laughs> yeah. And do we have a chat? Do we need to? Yeah. <laughs> There's something going on. <laughs> okay. So we've got four more to cover. Um, yeah, I think they're all BS to be fair. Um, so number 10 is okay. to okay, there's some argument for this one actually. Drink water before meals. Uh it will help with digestion, it will potentially keep you a little bit fuller, but it's not a magic potion. Like I used to believe that if you drink water before meals, you'd eat less, but I don't I've never found that personally, to be honest. I've never found that. I just find that I pee more, to be honest. I think from like a health standpoint, well, drinking most people are under uh, dehydrated, it is water to drink enough water it will help with all of your bodily functions and it'll make you perform better and everything but yeah no matter water is calorie free that's great but it, it doesn't the whole it will fill you up i personally don't believe i've never felt full up from water even when i was water loading i still managed to eat food so i yeah yeah that one's um yeah if you are wanting to there's a merit to there's research behind like if you're going out for food or what have you and you want to feel full-ish before you went out you know overeat there's merits to drinking like a protein shake made with water so sort of protein loading prior to meal I say a protein shake because no one's going to want to just sit and eat like raw chicken well not raw chicken but just like chicken on its own before a meal or what have you um but yeah water not really um people do think I think we mistake hunger hunger for first again just general hydration just stay healthy it's not yeah. going to burn you any body fat magically and day right if you've got a mentality of i'm going to smash this pizza but i'm going to drink this water first you're still going to smash the pizza i guarantee yeah. it guarantee, guarantee it um three more and uh they're all i don't even this next one right i just genuinely don't even understand the logical thinking behind it and it is eat more eggs <laughs> oh that's great I mean I guess eggs again have protein and they've got a bit of fat and they're quite satiating food um and you can also turn them into they're quite versatile I guess so you can make lots of things with eggs um I mean personally I'm not a fan of eggs so I don't really want to eat what? eggs like I will eat I will eat scrambled eggs but only like slathered on nice sourdough and loads of like other like I'm not I don't can't remember last time I was like oh yeah I want an egg you mad, bro? Do you like eggs that much? Maybe no, you I have them every single day, man. Um, oh, yeah, you have your scramble every morning, don't you? Yeah, no, I'm not. They make me feel... But so I was vegan for four and a bit years. So whilst I'm not vegan anymore and I have no issues now eating eggs, I think there is still a bit of me that just feels a little bit sick when I eat too many eggs. Mm. Understandable. But yeah, no, yeah, no, I don't get that one. I don't again like you've said protein but I would say they're potentially quite easy to eat more than you'd think with yeah. for example if you made a I don't know scramble or an omelet which in my opinion are the most stupid ways to ever eat eggs because if you're going to do that just use freaking egg whites because you're going to save calories this is yeah. my personal opinion you want the yolk you want to appreciate the yolk yeah I don't understand why you mix it in and like not appreciate it do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like people who, I don't get people who make oats or what have you and then put like peanut butter in it and then mix it. It's like, why would you mix it in? Yeah, I never get that. You have to have so much peanut butter to taste it. It just makes no sense. This is what I mean. So I would, you know, do, I have mine like fried, even if, even if I overdo it and the yolk's hard, you still can appreciate the taste of it. Yeah. So that's my opinion. But that's off topic. If you had four or five eggs in an omelette or a scramble, which isn't an obscene amount, you know, I've seen recipes with that. I know my brother, when he used to make them at home, would have like four or five. That in itself with just the eggs, depending on what size you get, obviously, you're going to be looking at about 400 calories there just in the eggs. Yeah, exactly. Whereas a serving of chicken is about 100. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then if you well, have that with... The, yes, yeah, so if you have that with... I don't know, so you say you have four eggs scrambled on some toast with a bit of butter or something, or even if you didn't have the or avocado because it's healthy fat, let's go with avocado. Yeah. And so you have some avocado and toast. You could be looking at like 700 calories in a meal. I mean, it sounds good, healthy. but yeah, like I said, it's it's not. It, that's a, That could be half your calories for the day gone on a small meal. Exactly. And it's not going to fill you up that much, really, is that? Like, if I had like that, I'd be like, right, when's my next meal? Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? So, 
Eggs are great. Again, loads of health benefits. They hold a lot of nutrients. They are pretty cheap, pretty convenient, pretty versatile, but you ain't going to get shredded off them just eating them. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Two more to cover. Drink green tea is the penultimate one. Uh, I quite like green tea. There's nothing wrong with it, but no magical fat burning um, solution. And again, there's no correlation between the more green tea you're drinking and the more fat you're burning. So, yeah. No, there are some, there's definitely, I don't know the full ins and outs. I'm not going to pretend that I do. But there are yeah. some links between um, green tea extract and green tea and fat loss. But again, you're talking a minor, minor percentage, which in the grand scheme, if you're, everything else isn't nailed and optimized, isn't going to touch the size. Like when I stopped holding back, we had a green tea extract fat burner. If you look in a lot of fat burners, um, products green tea will typically be one of the ingredients yeah. but it's that it's that one percent it's not even a one percent it's such a small minor advantage and again a lot of it will be down to the caffeine and the benefits that has like we mentioned previously yeah. but this is where people go wrong is that they think because it has these properties to it it's going to just do the work for them it's like you have to do absolutely everything else and you yeah. use this as literally like a little sprinkle that's going to be that extra tiny bit of percentage but everything else has to be bang on which is again why i said just ignore this just work on your fundamentals which is calorie balance (laughs) (laughs) energy in energy out and it's so boring saying it again and again but it's what people don't want to hear because it is the basic fundamental facts and it's in effect the, the hard stuff because you means you're going to have to change something with what you're doing you can't just add something or buy something you're going to have to change something and if that's something you didn't want to hear and you've turned the podcast off now well <laughs> we've, ruined, we've ruined your day sorry we've ruined your day but we're keeping it real and honest we're not going to lie to you and try and sell to you 10 pounds for that bit of advice in paypal <laughs> our, our paypals are <laughs> paypal is okay uh final one then <laughs> spicy food oh wow amazing so there is a thermic effect of food that you have when you eat foods and so so for example protein burns a tiny but again it's all these things are so tiny like it burns a tiny bit more to digest and i believe the thing with with spicy food is that it has a higher thermic effect of food i believe correct yeah the again so minuscule i mean i've never once been out for a curry and felt leaner afterwards and no like you feel massive yeah and I'm not gonna lie I don't think adding spices again it doesn't if you added loads of spice to all of your food potentially and you were in a calorie deficit potentially there'd be a tiny little benefit but it'd be it'd be so many so few calories that it just would make no actual difference to your body fat composition at all no there's probably I think the line of argument as well was potentially that you'll drink more water again and they'll think well then you know your you water will keep you full I'll be downing milkshakes because my mouth will be burning yeah. <laughs> or ice cream yeah. yeah um potentially a bit of satiety as well like I think there is some sort of link but it's, it's no Oh, nothing really is it no it's it's and it's stuff like this really nothing. again when i was at holland and barrett there was one of the supplements was a, a something pepper extract because of its properties and again it it's just that minor bit minor effect and a lot of these are minor benefits and tweaks and some of some of these things are things that i would look to implement someone who is already nailing everything and just wants that little extra push because they need it for whatever goal they've got or they just want to be better they want to they want to be more optimal because they're bored of just being nailing the basics they want to be more healthy you know quote unquote more healthy more optimal from a training recovery stance but most of this i wouldn't even bother with especially for fat loss so some of this i would bother with potentially just for general overall health and well-being things like sleep general water fiber dietary fat um spicy food no joking um but strength training but i wouldn't push it and say it's the surviving focus of after fat loss for them i think all of this is leading with the fast fat loss like none of these things are going to make fat loss fast the only way to make fat loss faster is to increase burn fat fast it says yeah You'd have to either reduce your calories a lot or increase your input output a lot. They're the only ways to burn fat fast. Potentially some sort of illegal fat burner. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> and even then you still need to be in a deficit. Like it's, yeah. It is. Um, do you have any more comments on any of those points? Anything you want to say? 
I think you summed it up perfectly in that a lot of them are great advice for general health, like great advice for doing a diet better and making it more sustainable and easier. And they're good advice for being a healthy human, but they're not great advice for fast fat loss really at all. And they are, they are misleading. And I just have images of people like sniffing lines of spices and downing bottles uh-huh. of vinegar. And I'm just like, that's not going to do anything. <laughs> Putting a load of chili flakes on your eggs. On your eggs, yeah, on your on your cereal in the morning. I'm eating a bowl of co- cocoa pops, but it's fine because I put some. Uh, spice oh, no, you on can't it. have that because that's refined carbs, mate. So you need less oh, of that. On your brown oh, rice, brown, brown rice, rice brown rice and spice with and a bit of, bit of coffee, drizzled and in egg. <laughs> oh God! Brilliant. I think I think a really nice way to end this then will be for us to just leave a couple of top tips for successful fat loss and we're not going to be this burn fat fast because i'm the thing is about these stupidly fast rapid approaches is there's a time and a place there really is and i'm not going to this you can never do that you've always got to be slow and sustainable no there is a time and a place potentially at first if you are extremely overweight for a health perspective for a short period of time running a rapid fat loss approach may be good if you are dieting for an event and you've got that knowledge and experience to not rebound hard. Like for some people, it would just not be an option and I would not feel comfortable doing it. But if you've got, I don't know, like a photo shoot prep, I did have a client where I did have to do a bit of a, a faster, more aggressive approach because we were a few weeks away. But we then pulled her out. She's doing great with the reverse, looking banging, eating all the food for sure. But for just general overall successful fat loss, if we were to write an article, we don't have to do 14 because, well, you know, time's ticking on. We've got, you know, stuff to be doing, protein bars to be eating and all that. What would you give? Let's go for two bits of advice each for the listeners, the fans, for successful fat loss long term. Set it up with things you enjoy. So like you said, either, you know, I love walking, so I'm happy to do all of the steps, but I don't want to do hit. So do the things you enjoy that will help your output and help the stuff, you know, if you're not enjoying it, don't do it, basically. Make sure, make sure you're set up with things you enjoy. Also, that goes with food. Make sure you're eating foods you enjoy. Like, if you like eggs eat eggs if you don't like eggs don't eat eggs it doesn't matter Lucy might punch you but it doesn't matter um set set yourself up for enjoyment because whether it is short or whether it's short or long term you need to be enjoying it because like you said otherwise even if it's short term the likelihood of rebounding afterwards is high so make sure it's stuff that you do want to do as much as you might not want to do all of it um I guess a bit of my main piece of advice the other one is yeah be yeah be in a calorie deficit no way calorie deficit Um, for sure so I think one of mine would be to actually kind of set a plan before you start and map out what it is that you want to do how much I don't necessarily think a goal weight is always great like I just come off a console with someone and like I don't want you to set a goal weight but think maybe is there an item of clothing you really want to fit into is there a dress size that you want to hit have some sort of tangible measurement of what it is that you want to achieve because if you kind of just drift which is what I've done and I did in the past and just think I just want to lose weight because you're not actually working towards a set something and giving yourself a set time frame in order to do that, you'll happily just drift. You'll happily just be on plan for a bit and then you know defer for a bit because you've got no focus. So become really crystal clear on what it is you want and kind of when you want to get there, just to give you that little bit of discipline because everyone needs it. You're making a big commitment. You know, you're changing an element of your life. It isn't an easy thing to do and acknowledge that it's not just an easy thing to do, you know, even if you're not doing this crazy rapid diet and it's like, I'm still eating foods I like and what have you, you still having to eat less. And probably again, leading off to doing things you enjoy is I've just done a post about this um, over on Instagram. So go check it out. And it's about, well, actually, no, I haven't. I was going to do it last night, but the whole Instagram. um, Oh yeah. God, that was so. It's not, but it will be up. I reckon by the time this podcast's out. So it's fine. And it's about self expectations. Things like this will make it seem like you can just drop body fat easy week on week. Like if you could do these simple things, you'll be dropping pounds week on week on week. Right. Mm. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't expect yourself to be perfect. Give yourself that leeway. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Know that it is a process. It does take time. And if you do make mistakes with it and what have you, don't get in the headspace that you've ruined it. Learn from it, grow from it, be better. Because again, that's where people go wrong. They, you know, they'll see things like this, see think that it's really easy. Um, they'll give it a crack. They might do good for a few weeks, one week just doesn't go their way for whatever reason their self-belief is in the floor they think they're a failure they think well this is so easy why can't I do it and if you're just feeling like that you're more likely to just cave because you just you have no self-belief or confidence that you can do it yeah 100 percent. 
100%. Perfect summary, that. Yeah. Oh, final one. Um, Get a banging coach like me and live in your corner. Oh, yeah. How? I'm so bad at promoting myself. God, yeah. Good good plug, Lucy. There we go. Get a banging coach. So <laughs> we, we accept PayPal donations. We also accept payments of um, protein bars. Uh, yeah. Pay living protein bars. I'd personally rather accept payment of... Um, I was going to say cream of rice, but because I'm dieting and my carbs are low, I don't really eat that much of it at the moment. So I'll accept payments of um, Volvic, actually. Volvic water. See, I'll take that too. I actually have never had cream of rice, and I feel like sometimes I'm not a proper fitness. I mean, I'm not even a fitness influencer. I'm just a coach. But yeah, I feel like I need to get on it. The thing about this, right, is people come to me and say, oh, Betty's so nice, Lucy Warren. I'm like, you know what? The amount of people I've told, I've talked about it to and they go and buy it and they hate it and then they get really angry at me and they're like, Lucy, it's minion. I'm like, right, I didn't force you to eat it. Just because I love it, it doesn't mean that you will. I just really like oats and I have this weird sense of like loyalty to oats. I just, I feel like I'd be cheating on oats. If you want to try it, the cheapest way that I would probably try it for someone just to get, understand what the consistency and what have you is like, is even if you go on to CSN website, they are selling samples. Um, mm. So you could get a sample. Um, or if you go to Morrison's, I know they know Morrison's do it and they do, it's called ground rice. And I mean, on its own, it tastes weird. But if you mix it with a scoop of protein just for the flavor, that will kind of give you an inkling as to what the texture's like. Because for most people, that's what puts them off. Um, so do that, try it. And if you hate it, it's not my problem. It's not Lucy's problem. Don't come and sue Lucy if you exactly. hate cream of rice. <laughs> exactly. Right. I think that wraps us up nicely, though, before we just rant about food. Um, yeah. Great podcast about fat loss, just talking about food towards the end. <laughs> um, but if people have not followed you, they don't know where to find you, they want to DM you and pay you and PayPal for some advice, where can they do that, Liv? Where can they contact you, find you all? That's your bar. It's nice and simple. Basically, the one place you can find me is at live underscore coach on Instagram. So yeah, it's pr- it's a nice it's a nice username. It's pretty easy to do. I'm dyslexic, so I've made it pretty easy for myself, to be honest. I like that. And obviously, unless Instagram goes down again, but yeah. Oh my god, yeah. In which case, you'll find me crying somewhere. I don't know where. Probably a pub. <laughs> you know what? It was actually really bad. And what it made me, I think it's the first time that I've ever had something like that happen where I've been away from my phone because. I, I don't use that for my clients, so I can respond to them. But everything else, like in terms of my interaction, is through there. Um, mm. But it's the first time that's happened where I've had to not use my phone because it's not in repair or Instagram goes down. When I've not been on my own, well, I've been on my own because this is the first time mm. it's happened living on my own. So I literally came and sat and I put this meme on my Insta story. It was like a person just sat there, like when Instagram's down. And it was literally me because um. I was sat on my own. I couldn't interact with anyone through um instagram you know ch- chat to anyone or messenger or anything because that's only where i talk to people on whatsapp i responded to all of my client messages i was like why is this the one night that no one's like bombarding me with like yeah, i have the same thing none of my clients messaged me for once and i was like guys please entertain me so she sat on my own like oh Oh, Lucy, I wouldn't message me if I'd known. Oh, gutted. I don't have anyone's numbers or anything. Like, I know okay, I was going to say, actually, WhatsApp, everyone uses Facebook, Insta. Yeah. So I was a lonely human. Thank God it's back, the, the Instagram gods. I actually quite enjoy, I'm quite an antisocial person, so I quite enjoyed it. But then, so I, I had like a few minutes where I was like, oh, this is lush, I don't need to be on my phone, I can put it down, I can go for a walk, I can go to the gym, I can do whatever. And then after an hour, it kind of sunk in like, oh, actually, no, Liv, your entire business comes from Instagram, you do need Instagram. And I was like, oh, shit, I actually am now a bit stressed. <laughs> right well we'll leave this one here thanks for coming back that was great it was awesome that was really fun actually to debunk some myths we'll have to do this one again maybe make it a regular thing where we can like find some articles and just like rip them to shreds this is shit yeah brilliant this is this is shit podcast i like that (laughs) right leave this one here thank you guys for listening i'll see you on the next one